Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto. My name is Anna, and I'm joined today by... John. And we are vegan and volunteers with the Toronto Vegetarian Association, otherwise known as the TVA. We come to you every week from the offices of the TVA and are heard on CJRU 1280 AM, the Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. If you don't know, the TVA's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. On today's episode, we're going to talk about... Oh, John. goodness gracious. It seems like a <laughs> wide variety of things. We were we were just kind of in the midst of piecing some things together, and then we realized, you know what, we've got more things to discuss than uh, what we originally thought. So I think we're kind of talking about some upcoming events, which is always a good thing to start off with. And then I think we're going to get into kind of like what's in, in our opinion, in the vegan world and what's out, in our opinion, in the vegan world, how things kind of uh, ebb and flow with time. And then I think we're also talking a little bit about vegan and I think specifically like age demographics. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how we feel about this because, uh, you know, I could be totally out in left field and completely off by this and maybe Anna will correct me or maybe I'll have a listener be like, no, I'm, you know, this age and I feel this way about this particular topic. Anyways, we'll get into that a little bit later on the show, but we do have some really good and important information about some upcoming events that are going to be taking place. So first things first, Sunday, March the 11th, we have the Vegan Bake Off taking place from 2 to 4.30 p.m. And it is taking place at 99 Sudbury Street, which is near Dufferin and Queen in the heart of downtown Toronto. I guess a little bit west of than downtown Toronto, but... I don't know. I always get into this debate about what constitutes central Toronto and what constitutes West End Toronto. Anyways, I'm going to get into that in a second. Uh, the doors are going to be open for vendor marketplace at noon. So if you want to come in, you can always uh, peruse the vendor marketplace and get an idea in terms of some of the things that are on sale. It's at the Glass Factory, which is 99 Sudbury Street again. Sorry, Anna, what did you say? It's at lunch. It's you at, can have lunch yeah. at, at noon. The marketplace is mostly food this year. Which which is awesome because, you know, maybe having an overdose of sweets without anything else to kind of fill your stomach. I don't know. That sounds like a science experiment in, <laughs> in and of itself. So let's maybe not do it that way. Uh, tickets are on sale. There's one week to go uh, if you are interested in the tickets. It's they are, can be found at theveganbakeoff.eventbrite.ca. So theveganbakeoff, all one word, dot E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E dot C-A. Uh, $13 plus HST gives you two plates of treats. Uh, Vegan Bake Off Marketplace also runs all day from 11 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. So that's available and they will have a savory food for lunch. You know a little bit more about the Bake Off than I do. You seem to always be behind the scenes, which is awesome. Um, Truthfully, Anna does a lot of work with this in the past. I think in the past you've done you've been like the plate writer, haven't you? Like where you oh. write down the numbers on all the plates. Haven't you done that gig? I haven't done that gig. Okay, that's Thank goodness. A- Some other wonderful volunteers come in during the week and do that gig. See, that would be something that I would like to do if if I ever, you know, maybe had a little more time because it's like really repetitive and very I don't know, to me that would feel really therapeutic just to sit there and have like a plate 
write a number in one of the like in one of the little sections and then churn the plate like I don't know 30 degrees and then write the number two and keep going until you make your way all the way around but I think you're right and if anybody's interested in doing <laughs> that reach out to us volunteer at veg.ca exactly and in the subject line you can put plate writer or something along those That's lines right. Barbie would love to have you come in during the week and write up those plates I'm sure absolutely so, so what's what's the information that you know about that I'm not privy to so I this year I was heavily involved in um, getting prizes so we have a lot of prizes for the bakers but baker registration is now closed um i also do the ballot printing so i know a little bit about what's going to be available for sampling so just to give people to pique your interest if you're thinking about coming but haven't decided we actually have a master's category this year and what that is is previous uh winners in the bake-off have are coming together again to compete against each other so the best of the best basically so there's going to be a couple of master's categories there's also going to be again we have a couple of, well, I think three professionally crafted categories, um, some lots of gluten-free options again this year, and some savory. If you're really into the savory, I would suggest you get there early because the savory category typically runs out quite quickly. Yeah. And this year, um, Emily, the event coordinator, and the whole team is working so that logistically it's easier for you if you show up early so you don't have to stand and wait in a line the whole time. So come early. We open at noon for the marketplace, have lunch, chill with us. It's a beautiful space, and I think I've looked ahead, although weather can you never know. Mm -hmm. Weather should be nice, and there's outside. There's lots of outside space to hang out. Cool. So it it's a nice place, so come early and enjoy joy with us is there something else i wanted to say about the bake-off uh i think that the well there's a couple oh. things you want to bring your own reusable container That's if right. at all possible for uh, a number of reasons one um it allows you to not have to gorge yourself on in, everything on everything in a short period of time you can always take it home um you know i don't think we've ever gotten to a point where everyone anyone has actually like i don't know toss their cookies so to speak <laughs> but hopefully we never have to you know witness that kind of thing but you know self uh, regulation is always a good thing when it comes to these types of things so obviously bringing your own reusable container is better than a disposable container so let's think um, environmentally with regards to these things and you know from a uh, you know just from a perspective of not having to eat I don't know a dozen treats in a short period of time probably not a bad idea as well too right it's so. funny because i think a lot of people don't think about that but i see lots of people walking out with the plates in their hands yeah exactly <laughs> so it happens because you ultimately you want to try everything so you can vote on it yeah but sometimes the pieces are bigger than you want to eat the whole you For don't sure. want to eat the whole thing so For sure lisa lee last last week she was talking about um sharing plates with friends which is always fun to do too so if that's something else you want to do but this still you end up eating way way more than Anyways, for that's sure. it for the Bake Off. Awesome. So, again, that's uh, March the 11th, which is a Sunday. 2 to 4.30 p.m. is the actual Bake Off time, but the doors open essentially at 11, um, and you can have a savory lunch down there at the Vegan uh, Marketplace, which sounds pretty awesome to me. Uh, there's some other upcoming uh, events that should be mentioned. Most notably, there's a plant, Plant-Based Cooking 101, which is a monthly workshop from Edible IQ. It's fully vegan, it's taught by professional chefs, there's a hands-on component, and it plus, uh, sorry, plus the class includes a three-course meal, which sounds pretty awesome. 
The next one is on March the 17th, and you can check veg.ca's event calendar for a link to tickets and follow Edible IQ on Facebook to find out about the class date for each month. TVA members get $10 off, which is also a benefit as well too, right? A couple of my friends have been to this and loved it. Really? Yes. Yeah. So I, it's a great, great little event to go to. They said the food was delicious and it's a lot of fun and the chefs are very knowledgeable and experienced. So cool. it's a great event. Have you ever done anything like that before? Like a cooking class where there's like the hands-on component and then you actually get to eat afterwards? Non-vegan. Okay, non-vegan. Many years so ago. many years ago. Okay. I went to George Brown. But there are also, if you're really interested, there are George Brown courses in, there are vegan, vegetarian cooking classes, I think. Not necessarily vegan, but there is one vegan, vegan cooking, I think, is what it's called. Okay. At George Brown is in the continuing education section. Cool. So in the evenings, yeah. This, this goes back to my comment about self-regulation. So a, a couple years ago, I took a vegan cooking class when I was in Thailand for a short period of time. Ooh. And it was it was great, and you know it was really neat to be able to learn about Thai cooking because not all Thai food is vegan. There's a lot of fish sauce and just stupid stuff like that in Thai food. Um, sorry, I'll say it. Fish sauce. Fish sauce is stupid. Um, so learning about those different methods was really awesome. I found that the hands-on component was great, but I also found that I didn't lack or sorry, I lacked a self-regulation component and I did overeat. So, you know, it, I guess it depends on each class, but when you're creating that many different types of things, it's it goes to the notion of like wanting to try a little bit and then, you know, maybe I should have taken my own reusable container so I could have walked out of there with other things as opposed to feeling like I needed to finish everything. So interesting story from, uh, you know, the lessons that I've learned with uh, regards to reusable containers and why they're always kind of good to have with you at different points in time in life, right? Definitely. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Disgraceland. So Disgraceland is, uh, what are we talking about? Bloor and Ossington? Yes. More or less, right? Yes, yes. Disgraceland is giving TVA members 10% off for the entire month of March from Monday to Friday, 4 to 8 p.m. and Saturday and Sunday between 1 to 8 p.m. To celebrate the fact that they've gone totally ve vegan, you must bring your Toronto Veg card. It's been a while since I've been in Disgraceland, um, and when I was there, I honestly forget what it was that I had. It was probably like three, four years ago. I do remember it being good, and it was cool that you could walk into kind of like the dive bar setting, so to speak, and have definitely some vegan options. So the fact that they've gone completely vegan is spectacular, and you were in not that long ago. Is that right, right, they had they had a similar um, sale on last month, which so a group of us went to enjoy that, and it was quite good. I actually went to Hogtown. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I said Hogtown. I actually went to Disgraceland twice that week. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Or no, twice in two weeks. So I had been there on the Thursday prior, and then I went on the Friday, and I had soup both times because I okay. love soup. The first soup was delicious. Second soup was delicious, just a little spicy for my palate. Okay. But it was still delicious. Um, and what else? Oh, we had popcorn, tofu, cauliflower bites. I didn't have these all myself. Okay. <laughs> Other people had it and we shared and tasted. The rib witch sandwich and the rib dinner. So the rib dinner comes highly recommended. The ribs in general are very delicious. Are we talking tofu based or are we talking Satan based? Satan. Okay. And, uh... Did somebody have the butter chicken? I think they did have the butter chicken, and they enjoyed that. Okay. But I think the all-time favorite, well, the ribs, all-time mm -hmm. favorite, 
and the cauliflower bites because those went around, right? Because it's a nice, it's a nice fun thing to share. They also have deep fried Oreos on the menu. You might want to take your to-go container with you because there's, I mean, it's a super great deal. You get five Oreos for just six bucks. Like I find they're so reasonably priced here mm -hmm. and the food is really good. Um, but my friends were like, she couldn't eat all of them when she had them the last So time. did she order the whole thing? Like for herself? I'm not yeah. trying to, I'm not judging yeah, yeah. here, but I'm just like, she I don't did. know, even eating like she just did, five plain Oreos would be like, that seems like a lot. <laughs> I've done that before, John. I'm not, I, hey, again, I'm not judging. And it, it's probably been a while since I've done that, but it just, yeah. it just it, seems it like, a lot. <laughs> but it just seems like an, an awful lot, especially if you're going to deep fry them at that she stage couldn't. in the game. She couldn't finish them, so Fair she enough. didn't take them. So it sounds like it's either a uh, to-go situation or a sharing amongst friends situation. Can I ask you why you did not have one of the deep-fried Oreos? Just no interest? or uh, No interest. Even, um, like, I th my friend ran one of the booths in the c &E, Okay. And she had deep-fried Oreos at her booth. And she was, they were vegan. She was, because she knew I was vegan. And she, I was like, I do not want to eat that. I just, I, if I eat, so we'll, this is like our segue mm -hmm. into this topic. If I eat fried foods, I feel sick. Yeah. Psychological, psychosomatic. Yeah. I'm just more in tune with my body because I used to eat fried foods yeah. all the time. But now if I have anything that's too saucy or deep fried, even too saucy, like, you know, like Indian food that's really saucy. Yeah. And kind of heavy. I just, it's just like so hard on my body so is it the sauce or is it the amount of oil that they would I be think it's oil with? i think yeah, it's I think just so the too. oil like i i i had completely eliminated oil from my diet and pretty much like i don't have oh i have coconut oil but i only use that for baking right or for like yeah for baking so that's the only place i would have it in my diet i don't mm -hmm. cook with it it's all the colin t campbell stuff, yeah yeah right the forks over knives kind yeah. of way I think that, um, I don't know if McDougal is also like that, but there's, there's quite a few, uh, schools of thought that oil is processed. It's not a whole food plant-based, uh, food item. So they don't eat it. And I sort of adopted hmm. that. That's interesting. Cause one of the things that got me to go vegan from vegetarian was watching Forks Over Knives. So it was sort of my, oh my gosh, look at this. And then... So I kind of looked to that for guidance, and that's probably mm -hmm. why I ended up that way. Okay. But this is our segue, right? Because well, we were like, "What's the trend right now?" Well, I think it's a tr I think it's a trend, and you know, maybe we can maybe we can touch on trends, and we'll we'll touch on the, the veganism and age demographics as well too. And I think that they kind of go hand in hand, right? So we were talking a little bit about what we feel is kind of out at the moment, or less popular than it used to be. And I think we think raw foods and raw food like books and raw food eating seems like it's out at the moment. Yeah. Or less popular than it used to be, right? Yeah. And the reason we were thinking that is because we have a whole bunch of raw foods on sale yeah. right now here. Well, raw food cookbooks. Yes. I, I think Becoming Raw, is that a cookbook or is it just like a guide? A bit of both. Okay. Um, anyways, so that was sort of, yeah, Rawlicious, I feel like there were more of them in Toronto. Mm -hmm. I know the one in Guelph was there for like a year and then closed. It okay. just doesn't seem, whereas Boone Burger is there and booming, doing really yeah. well. Oh, funny. Um, and what's the other, there's live food yeah. bar, but that's not really raw, right? Well, I think the I think the majority of the foods at Live are raw, but I think that they do have a few which are not as well Cooked. too, right? Yeah. Or at least 
warm to a certain extent, right? Mm. So yeah, I I think that we're that you're onto something here with as it relates to raw food, right? Like I I'm for raw foods. Um, I know that I feel really good after eating them, but I th- I think that it is becoming less of a an it thing at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if that kind of makes a bit of a comeback, right? Mm. Because I like the idea of eating raw isn't new. <laughs> Right? Like that, the notion of just like it makes sense, right? Like the more you, the more you process something or the more that you cook it or the more that you fry it or the more that you, you know, obviously boiling foods or whatever or, mm-hmm. you know, baking it, you're, you're losing those nutrients, right? Now that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to come along and eat like a, you know, peel of raw sweet potato and just eat that straight up because that might be a little bit weird and hard to do. Yeah. But the point is, is that like there, you know, that way of, of eating is has been shown to, you know, have incredible health benefits, right? Yes. Well, the whole uh, Hippocrates, right? Yeah, for sure. Heals tons of people of diseases because you give your body a chance to reset yeah. and heal itself. Because really the only way for your to get better, to heal, is to let your body do it. Because yeah. your body is equipped to do that with the proper sort of care, right? But right now, I think one of the things you asked me was, so what is the trend right now? And what I see going mm-hmm. out, like even Disgraceland, uh, Doomies, what else is there? Even Hogtown. Hogtown. It's uh, the new one. Mythology. Mythology, yeah. It's all kind of following that same food. one. Yeah, for it's sure. It's comfort food. It's the veganized foods, right? So the, the non-vegan foods that are veganized so that for the people who are transitioning for ethical reasons or even just curious, your food can taste just as good. Yeah. And not kind of different than what you're used to. Yeah. Because no, let's I face agree. it, like the American diet, the Canadian diet as well, is very process based. Yeah, for and sure. And so the options are there. And one of the things that we had Fraser in earlier, um, and if you don't know Fraser, Fraser's the treasurer for the TBA. Yep. He was talking about how when he first went vegan, the options for food were mostly healthier. Yeah. Like we didn't have all the comfort food, snack food that is so readily available now. Anywhere, really. Yeah. The vegetarian restaurants that existed back then were, uh, well, what was the vegetarian restaurant? The Indian one, right? Yeah. Annapurna? Um, yeah, Yanaparna, yeah, for that sure. That was one of then that wasn't like that's not really processed food. It's just no. cooked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot more of the processed comfort foods now is our trend. I, I think that, you know, which is which is good and bad, right? Like it's good that you don't have to necessarily feel like you have to change that drastically. Like if you want, you know, cheese on your pizza it's easy to go and find day like you can find day basically anywhere now Mm -hmm. right which is great for for those people who are who are transitioning right and even if you don't want to give it up or if it's a treat every once in a while then i I don't think that there's any major concerns with that um but at the same point in time we we also do want to make sure that uh that vegan health is is put to the forefront as well too right so like you know like I, i i think that there's there's give and take with that, right? Like, I think that the, like, I think the doomies of the world have their place, right? Mm-hmm. And there, and yeah. I don't think that there's anything, anything wrong with that. Like, you, you know, they, they, 
promoted as being unapologetically vegan, right? Which I I totally get, but I think you can be unapologetically vegan without, you know, eating crap too, right? So that's, again, not trying to put down doomies, but, I, you know, I, I just know that you don't necessarily want to be eating like that on a consistent basis, right? Yeah, and I think a lot of people go in there and don't feel good after they eat. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's probably the people who are not used to eating that way. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's a lot of people who will go in there and, like, that is their favorite vegan place to go eat. Yeah. Right? I know people that are like that. Yeah. And that's great, and that's fine. There's a place for everyone, but I think that we need to just remember that there are other there are lots of ways to be vegan. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. But right now that seems to be the trend. Yeah, absolutely. Although there's comforting Kim, like you pointed out earlier. Yeah, so I, I, bulls are really are really big too, right? So you know, I'm not trying to say that I've got my finger on the pulse of the vegan movement entirely, but it seems like there there is balance there, right? So like comforting Kim is doing obviously ridiculously well. Like the one at uh, Spadine in Richmond that I tend to walk by because I'm kind of in that neighborhood. Um, they're always busy. Like it's, it's like you can't get a table basically <clears throat> regardless of when they're open. Yeah. So it's, it's good from that end of things, right? That, that you can have a bit of a balance and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe we still are at a, a point in time where you think of like lunches as being a little bit lighter or a little bit healthier and the dinner as being your main meal. So like people are, a lot of people who are going into Comfort and Kim, especially in that neighborhood or where they're located are you know, people who are working in that neighborhood because mm-hmm. so many of them are in the financial district. They go there for their lunch. They're eating something, you know, which is which is a little bit lighter, right? Maybe mm-hmm. a little bit healthier. And then for some people, for whatever reason, we still think of dinner as being like the main meal, right? Yes. Which, yes. Is, which is kind of comical to me on some level because it's, you know, realistically shouldn't be that way yes because it's the canadian exactly but it's culture, it's, it's totally cultural it's totally it cultural, cultural for sure because not in europe it's not like that in europe the other place i think when you said bulls the other place i thought of was copper branch i don't know if you've no. heard of them or been there yeah so copper branch is uh not like but it's not unlike comforting camp okay um but they they do a lot of bowls as well and they're they're fully vegan, and they're right. in the downtown district. Okay. And there's one in Kitchener Waterloo. Okay, I cool. I know these random things, but yeah, and they're also like the same idea, and they're quite new, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. The culture for the lunch, so we'll be going to Copper Branch and places like that. So it's very much this healthy lunch mentality and then dinner you can go out and have a great time or maybe because when you're eating healthy you're miserable right is that, is that what we're trying to say here i don't know i don't know and it's also like the the weekend food is you know going to do me is or going okay. to going to hogtown on the weekend or you know for dinner yeah okay fair enough i i don't entirely disagree with you and i get you know i think that it's good to have balance for sure um but i i also you know I think that there is something that the more you have imbalance, the less, the more difficult it is to have balance. And I'll I'll elaborate on that. So, like, the healthier you eat on a consistent basis, Mm -hmm. when you do end up, like, let's say you're eating healthy, like, you know, 99% of the time, that one time that you're not eating healthy, you feel like crap. Mm -hmm. Like, really, really, really bad, right? So... You know, I, I I won't even wager to try to go into a place where it's like I know that I'm going to be eating something like 
really, really, really bad, unless I can order something which is not quite so bad, or if I can modify it so that it's not quite so bad, because I'm just like, I, I know that if, if I'm going to feel really, really, really rotten, I'm just not going to do it. So, I know, I know. You know I'm what I'm trying to say, I'm right? I'm that person, right? Because I'm the one that they always say, and it's going to get a salad. I'm going to be like Anna today. I'm going to get a salad today. And I'm like, <laughs> I, but I like them. I yeah, no, exactly. I like and like today, I did not want salad because I wasn't feeling well. And I was just like, I just want to eat. I had a banana sandwich. I know that's weird, but that was what I felt like. I felt I was just really tired. And I did not drink alcohol, but I somehow felt like I was hungover. It was really this weird. This was from last night, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And it's like the banana sandwich. Oh, which was delicious. Went to Venetian Banquet Hall. Sorry, just totally random. Venetian Banquet Hall, they served us vegan food, and it was delicious. Cool. So a nice place to go. They did like a sweet and sour tofu. Really? Wow. With uh, just delicious, beautiful spread of veggies. Yeah, 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 For our main course, and it was really good. So heads up or... You know, shout out to Venetian Banquet Hall. That's awesome to yeah. hear. Yeah, yeah, my cousin's fabulous. She made sure we were taken care of. Excellent. Love to hear that Anyways. kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I you know, I, I think though that there is something to be said about this because I think that you and I are, you know, age wise fairly close in age, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know if this is just us being kind of, you know, forty somethings who are like you know, what, what's going on here? Why would anybody want to come along and eat junk because they're going to feel bad about themselves afterwards or not feel so, so good. But maybe there, maybe there's a lack of, you know, reflection in that. Cause I'm thinking like when I was like 22, I didn't, and I didn't eat crap when I was 22, but I, I didn't eat as well as I do now, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, I didn't kind of make those connections that, Oh yeah, I just ate something which is like, you know, I don't know deep fried Oreos or something. Not that I ate a lot of that kind of stuff when I was even that age, but I was like, if I was to eat it, I didn't really put it together that, oh yeah, I feel run down now or sluggish now because I just ate the deep fried Oreos. Oh, I remember that. Really? Because but you just didn't care? Say, my mom would say to me, don't eat that because you're going to feel sick after and I would eat it anyways and I would be feel sick after. But I guess that's part of learning. Yeah, how, maybe. What you know, how your body maybe. responds to certain types of foods, right? And so now we have that experience and that might be all that it is, right? And so you just got to rack up the experience. Of yeah, maybe. The feeling sick and not so good. And yeah. realize I can actually enjoy food and not feel sick. Yeah. Right? Because you, your palate changes. Yeah, you for eat, sure. Eat for differently. sure. But then maybe this also goes to the alcohol thing as well too though, right? Like I know we're really off on a tangent here. But you're probably more or less, you're less likely to be probably 40 something and be like, yeah, I'm going to go get ripped hammered tonight than you are when you're 21 or 22 less likely less likely i would hope yes. right yes well maybe i shouldn't I, speak to you because maybe no, you, <laughs> you're just no, speaking no. of that for last night but you, no, you know I, you know I, a little bit drink. different you, you know a little bit I, I, maybe you're just i don't know if wiser is the right word or you just you you just make different choices right more yeah just more experience which makes you wiser i suppose yeah yeah maybe i All think right. so yes and i think the trend <laughs> is you're right that it is the a lot of younger people who do like to go to, you know, the Dumies yeah. and the Hogtown, and I, I see that. In one of the summer months, I'm going to park myself outside of Dumies in a lawn chair, and I'm going to have a little tally chart, and I'm just going to, like, <laughs> ask people as they're going in what their ages are, and if I'm going to have a column for 20s and a column for 30s, column for 40s and 50s, 60s, 70s, and I guarantee you it's significantly higher in the 20s, right? And I don't, again, I'm not knocking 20-year-old vegans because, hey, hell, it's awesome. They're right. our future. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Uh, hopefully I'm still the future too because I plan to live to be like 140 <laughs> or something, right? So I still got 100 years left in me. But the point is, is that like, I, you know, I, there is a spot for everything, but it's these types of things that I kind of reflect on when I'm seeing new places open up, whether it's Doomies or Comfort and Kin expanding. And I'm like, you know, kind of who's not just their not just their niche market in terms of who are they trying to sell to besides vegans, but who within the vegan movement are they trying to sell to, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's good to do. I think that sometimes I get a little bit concerned if you are not vegan and you go to a vegan restaurant and you don't like the food. Yeah, I agree. So just to keep in mind that if you're trying veganism, try different places. Yes, agreed. Because... Like, we might have a preference for Rawlicious. For sure. for and sure. you might have a preference for Rawlicious. Or you might not. You might like Doomies. So there's options. Yeah, and of course. we're so fortunate to of be course. in Toronto and with one of the places where there are so many vegan options. Yeah. So try different ones if you're trying new something new, right? Yeah, for sure. I think that's probably the safest thing to say about yeah. <laughs> yeah, just definitively to, exactly. everything we said, because everything else is just our opinion, for sure. really. If you, yeah, if you, if you don't know much about veganism and you just walk into, you know, Rawlicious and you'd be like, wow, this is, you know, veganism, that's still for hippies. It hasn't really changed. But then you could just go down the street and go to Doobies and be like, wow, this is like the exact opposite of what I was expecting, right? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. It can be eye-opening and uh, a good experience overall, right? Anything else you want to add? It seems like we're all over the place, but that tends to happen when you got uh, two friends talking about uh, something they're passionate about. Anything else you want to add? I'm good. Excellent. Let's wrap this sucker up then, if that's the case. Uh... You've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast and radio show heard on CJRU 1280 AM The Scope. Remember, you can listen to past episodes of Veg Out on our app, The Veg Guide. You can email feedback to tva at veg.ca. You can find more information about what we do at veg.ca. Until next time, Veg Out.